Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks by Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high and talk to you about one of my Commander Decks. Tomorrow is the series finale of Star Wars Clone Wars, and if you're not watching it, you are missing in these last three or four episodes the one of the greatest Star Wars stories ever told. It's just amazing. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be smoking some grape pie. Sounds tasty. And I'm going to be talking about my Wart the Raid Mother deck. Wart is a, is a fairly new commander for me. I've only played her a few times in paper, a couple times virtually. Only had her a few months and then the lockdown happened. I don't even know if I remember the last... No, I do remember the last time I played Paper Magic. Um, and I think I played this deck, at least at some point that night. But Wart is a deck that I built when I was leaving California and moving to my new location. I built this deck kind of during the trip just to... I don't know, something to do. And I really enjoy it. So, um, But before we get too much into Wart, it was... a. Uh, Rule Commander, my second Rule Commander. Uh, we haven't talked about my first one yet. I don't even like Gruel. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute. Hold on. So I'm going to go smoke. Uh, it's time travel time. Hold on. And I'm back. Three minutes into the future. Wart the Raid Mother. Costs four Gruel Gruel. Two hybrid mana. For a legendary creature, Goblin Shaman from Morrowind, one of the Morrowind sets. She is a 3-3. When Wart the Raid Mother enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 red and green goblin warrior creature tokens. Each red or green instant or sorcery spell you cast has Conspire. And Conspire means as you cast the spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control that share a color with it. When you do, copy it you may uh, uh, copy it, and you may choose new targets for the copy. So whenever you cast an instant or sorcery with Wart, you can tap two creatures and copy it. I like Wart because Wart is a Gruul Spellslinger deck in a, in a way. You don't normally see a card that's red and green with the words whenever you cast an instant or sorcery. So that's kind of neat. I have a, this is a very green deck though. I have a complex relationship with the color green. Back when I started playing Magic in the like Truman administration, green was fine. I mean, what was its telltale card? You know, like a giant growth, grizzly bear. Um, I guess Lana Werelf probably, right? And green was always fine. But green is, uh, now I, I can't speak for it in standard and pioneer and modern as much, although I know it's, it's had an impact lately, but green is the best color in commander. Black is the most versatile. Blue will create the most feel bads. White is best not spoken of. Red is red. But green is king. Because green means mana and not only mana but land mana the ability to put more lands in play than your opponents more lands in play 
than you should have out given the turn you're on. And given that in a friendly format like Commander, most playgroups, not all, most playgroups don't like things like Armageddon effects, mass land destruction, green is even more powerful because it's number one thing that it does well. No one runs anything to stop it. Occasionally you see a stranglehold or a even mind sensor or maybe a uh, even like a polluted bonds. But in general, like, people get their lands into play and they stay there. I hate that. That's why whenever someone says ban soul ring, I tell them to go fuck themselves. Because as long as green is legal, soul ring needs to be legal. Because a three land, you know, soul ring opening hand is powerful, but so is a three land Farsi cultivate explosive vegetation hand. It's just the green has so many ways to get lands into play. I like playing green. I get frustrated probably the most with green because I just, I can be playing what I think is a pretty good game, good game, and I look up and uh, all of a sudden I'm way behind and they're casting seven or eight mana spells really early and I'm just barely keeping up. And yeah, that's, you know, part of the game. But again, no one's punishing them for that. We can't run balance. Balance is what it is hoses green commander decks would be awesome but we can't run balance people were hard banned in most places from running armageddon or any mass land destruction spells and so it's something that's really easily taken advantage of like in this deck so here's what wart needs to do uh wart wants to have uh half, half the deck uh so what, what 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 what's the game plan with wart the raid mother the game plan is to make a lot of creatures Preferably, not always, but preferably making those creatures through through instants and sorceries. And then using those creatures to cast more instants and sorceries and conspire them. Whether that means, you know, uh, copying a token maker or copying a, a land search spell, a ramp spell. But you're using those creatures to cast your spells double your spells and you're trying to get up to a critical mass of counter of uh, uh, sorry of copy effects of mana so that you can probably the best way to win there's a combo in here but the you know the big finale is a burn actually it's a burn it, it wins with a burn spell so work make creatures tap set creatures to copy spells what play other ways to copy spells Use those spells to make more creatures. It you know it just this deck can really get out of control sometimes. And uh, when you have a big turn, you just you're casting many many spells a turn. You're putting a bunch of tokens into play. It can look real threatening. I've had a little bit of a hard time getting it over the finish line. So this deck has an average CMC of uh, three something three. Point four three, so not a little high, but all right. So we've got sixteen basic forests, twelve basic mountains. Even in a two-color deck, that's kind of high for me, but. We're intentionally running a lot of basics because we're running a lot of cards that fetch basics. 
and in a two color deck you can get away with this if you're running green. Um, they are Battle for Zendikar lands because this deck is new and I have not had time to pick out the perfect lands for the deck. But uh, a lot of basics. Intentionally so. Alright. Well, this audio quality is okay. I can't tell. Alright. Increasing Vengeance, just a, a fork spell, right? Or a reverberate spell with flashback. So a few of these in here, they kind of serve as the secondary versions of Wart. Now, like I said, when you're building up to that big burn spell, sometimes you want to copy two, three, four times. And these are the cards that help you do that. Arachnogenesis. I haven't talked about this card yet. I used to play it a lot more than I do. Maybe because it's the end of the day, maybe be, maybe because at the end of the day I just don't really like fogs, and so I play it and then it never comes up that I need it, and so it's either like I often find that when I have this card in many decks, and it's a good card, and when I have this deck in that when I have this card in many decks, back when I had this card in many decks. I would often draw it and not need it, and it felt awful. I just don't like fogs. And so I would take it out having never cast it. I've cast it two or three times max. But in this deck, it's a fog effect. It can be copied, which of course doesn't help the fog, but it'll make that many more spiders and it creates tokens. Brass's Bounty. This is a fun one to conspire, of course. Uh, seven mana red sorcery. For each land you control, create a treasure token. For each land you put, right? For each land you control, you create a creature token. So you can spire this, make a whole, you know, you make you know, a minimum like 14 treasures you keep as spells, it's cool. Tormenting Voice. One of the tricks with the deck is spells like this. Tormenting Voice is, of course, is one in a colorless for sorcery. Not one in a colorless, one in a red for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this card, discard a card, and you draw two cards. Well, if you conspire that, you still only have to discard one card because that's part of the cost. So this reads, if you can conspire it, two mana to discard a card and draw four. So there's a couple ones like that as well in the deck. Deep Forest Hermit. This is from Modern Horizons. Green, green, three. For a creature elf druid with vanishing three, it's a 1-1. One, one. When it enters the battlefield, you create four squirrels, 1-1 one, one squirrels, and squirrels you control get plus one, plus one. This is the modern Horizons version of Deranged Hermit, which, spoiler, Deranged Hermit is also in the deck. This is just a good way to get a bunch of tokens in play. I had a copy of the card, I like the card, it's just a cool way to get it. And those two, two squirrels, they can do some work. They can't. But they also just copy cultivates. Rishkar's expertise. Of course, this is the card that you know, draws you a bunch of cards. Good to copy, of course. You don't have as big of creatures in here as you would in other decks. But even if you only have a 3-3, a three, three, if, if you just have a wart and two creatures, it's six mana right, to draw six cards and cast two five drops for free. 
So that's, you know, pretty good. Reverberate, another copy effect. Manamorphos, modern all-star Manamorphos. Um, this is just uh, a little cantrip, a way to kind of churn through the deck. It's not necessary, but copying, it's nice. You copy it and you get, you know, you get four, you make two mana into four mana and you draw two cards. Harmonize, just a good solid way to draw some cards. Dragonlair Spider, okay, two red, red, blue, blue. Not, that's not right. Two red, red, green, green for a 5-6 spider with reach. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, put a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token onto the battlefield. So it's... You want to try to get a mix in this deck of red and green creatures to copy your spells because you have to have a creature of the type of the spell. Each, each creature that you could spire for a spell has to share color with it. So it's nice to have double colored creatures like the spider. It's good to have double colored creatures like the spider. And this is just a, um, you know, kind of a Manor Gorger, Hydra, Tarian, Mauler effect. You know, just gets me some creatures. Dragon Fodder. This is what I was talking about earlier, of course. One in the red to make two goblins, a sorcery. But you can conspire it to make four. And then, of course, you can use those four goblins to conspire other spells. It's also important to remember a creature... I didn't mention this earlier. It's also important to remember that sleeping sickness doesn't matter for summoning sickness. I mean, summoning sickness. <clears throat> Grape pie. It's making me want some pie. Um. Anyway, you can use those creatures to then conspire more. It, it goes in this chain. Doubling season. Ignore that. Yeah, Make some more tokens. I'm not. I don't have any planeswalkers. Bonus round. I don't know about this one, but this is the red, red one for sorcery, red sorcery. Until end of turn, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, that player copies it and may choose new targets for the copy. So it's just kind of, I, I don't know, I've always wanted to, I like this card, I want to cast it, you know, cast it and cast three or four spells, conspire some of them, you know, you can do some cool stuff. I don't know exactly. It probably will go really well, you know, with the burn spells, I've just never had it in my hand. Portaling Outburst to put three goblins into play. Collective Unconscious. Collective Unconscious, draw more cards. Squirrel Nest, just a cheap way to make tokens and part of a combo. Regrowth, a regrowth to get you back two cards is pretty good. Parallel Lives makes more tokens. Soul Ring. Veil of Summer. I've started to put this in every green deck, but should I? Does every green deck need it? In worst case, it cycles. Hell, I can even conspire to draw two cards. Do I need Veil of Summer? Write in. Chadgatai at gmail.com. Do I need Veil of Summer? Court of Calling. It's a great way to get one of my one of my creatures. Uh, and given the fact that I have so many tokens, you know, uh, conspire and Convoker, not that different. Explosive Vegetation. It's the first one I've drawn. Um, of course, this is the first one of these I have drawn. Uh, Explosive Vegetation is, of course, a land ramp card. Uh, that is really good to copy. These, uh, you know, uh, work costs six. So you have to get to her before you can just start doing shenanigans. 
And um, so as long as that uh, the ramp spell costs less than six, I'm not that, you know, or costs four or less, I'm okay with it. So as long as the ramp spell costs four or less, I'm okay with it. Because I ca if I cast this straight on turn four, that means I can play uh, worth the next turn. Some, like the EDH rec podcast is like way against explosive vegetation, especially Dana. I don't know why. It's fine. Um, and you say, why not run the new one? Uh, I am. But it's it's fine. For what this deck, I don't run it in every deck either, but for what this deck wants to do, it's great. Oracle of Moldiah. Just a card you get for playing green. If you got one, you just get to play it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You just you just get to play it. Earthcraft. Okay, well, that's the combo. Squirrel's Nest and Earthcraft. Not that interesting. But Earthcraft, tap an untapped creature to untap target basic land. You know, there are other things that could be useful. I've used it to create mana before. Uh, that's what it's for. But with Squirrel's Nest, it just makes infinite things. And then if you have like uh, if you have like a way to punish them for that. Omnath, Locus of Rage. Of course, Omnath makes tokens from landfall, and this deck puts a lot of lands into play. And then, of course, those tokens are also red and green. So it can cast any, they can conspire any spell in your deck. And Omnath is just a pretty good threat. It's a powerful card. It can, it can take over a game where the whole game can become about Omnath, even if it's not your commander. Farseek. Fork. Nice white bordered revised fork. Gaia's Cradle. This is a championship edition Gaia's Cradle. You know, the gold bordered one. Still costs a pretty penny. Empty the Warrens. Um, making more tokens. And because this deck can, you know, sometimes casting several spells a turn, you know, Storm is not irrelevant. Is that halfway through? That's about, that's a little less than half. Let's do one more here. Oh, uh, Durang's Tournament. So this is the same thing as Deep Forest Tournament, except it has uh, Echo instead of Vanishing. Just a way to make a bunch of tokens. Also really good in cube with opposition. If you want your friends to not like you for an evening, draft opposition in cube. And then a couple of big token makers. Like the Hermit. I recommend the Hermit. And, uh, you'll have fun. The other people may not. <sighs> I'm going to go, uh, yeah, and I'll be back in the future. Greetings from the future. I hate to tell you, but things still suck. Anyway, tomorrow is a, a special holiday for me. It's May the 4th, Star Wars Day, so happy May the 4th. I mean, when you're hearing this all been a week ago. And in a week... I'll know how Clone Wars has ended. Boy, I hope I'm very happy. I hope the chat that you're listening to, wait, if you're listening to this after, but I'm happy. Anyway, um, I've already proven I don't know how time travel works. To be honest with you, I'm losing focus and kind of not wanting to finish this. But I also don't want to have to do it again. All right, let's do it. Okay. So anyway, uh, Clone Wars. Dig it. Benefactor's Draft. Uh, one and a green for an instant. Untap all creatures until end of turn. Whenever a creature an opponent controls blocks, draw a card. Bleh. But then you draw a card. 
So this is a great combo piece. You play this in CEDH in some Yissin decks. It's just a way to, to turbo power things out, right? In this deck, you can con convoke it. Not convoke it. I don't know. That's the first time I've done that. I'm surprised. You can conspire it and tap your mana, tap your creatures, you know, you know, respond to it by, you know, respond to the two different castings by casting more instants and, and conspire, you know, or convoke something or whatever. It's just it's very abusable and a cool little card that uh, has come out under the radar. Fixing Shusher, of course, costs um, hybrid Golgari, Golgari, two mana. It can't be countered. It's a 2 2 goblin. And then uh, you can pay a hybrid Golgari. And target spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. I'm not even. I mean, it's a cool card. You know, it just protects you from blue. But, you know, two mana for a red green 2 2 is fine. It can cast any of my spells. Taiga. Force of Vigor. Um. Obviously just a cool card, but obviously just a cool card, Force of Vigor, but again, this is like Tormenting Voice. Um, uh, if you cast it and copy it, you know, you only have to exile one greed card from your hand if you can conspire it, and then you can, you know, blow up four things. Early Harvest. This is kind of like Benefactor's Draft, um, but for lands uh, target player untaps all basic lands they control um just like with a benefactor's draft you can respond to this kind of like a splendid reclamation you can respond to this tap your mana then untap them again you know it's all about doubling up the spells beast within cinder glade harrow another uh, you know this is when you when you conspire it, it's three mana, sack a land, go get four lands. So Cinder uh, Respire Garden. Sorry, forgive me. Uh Growing Rights of Itlamok. Itlamok. It's the worst version of Guy's Cradle. Kinda. Um Plain Wide Celebration. This one's kinda weird. Um Green Green Five for a sorcery from War of the Spark. Choose four. You may choose the same. <sighs> choose four. You may choose the same mode more than once. Uh, either create a two-two citizen creature token with all colors. Return a permanent from your grip. Return a permanent from the graveyard to your hand. Proliferate or gain four life. I'll never need to proliferate. I'll never need to proliferate. <sighs> I'll never need to proliferate. I might have to gain life. In fact, I've done that once. The regrowing is great. But what this really is, is it makes me, you know, if I can conspire this, I'm making eight 2-2 two, two creatures of uh, uh, that are all colors. They can then be used to conspire any more of my spells. So it's, just a, it's a fun way to, you know, I think it's a fun addition to the deck. Thrill of Possibility, just an instant speed tormenting voice. Primal Amulet. Uh, a way, of course, to um, make your spells cheaper, but then when you flip it, Armor Wellspring is a way to copy spells. So, more of that copying thing if we ever get to a burn spell. Harvest Season, 
Um, this is the one that's a uh, cost two and a green search your library for X basics where X is the number of tap creatures you control and put them into play. Uh, that includes the that includes if you conspired to cast that spell because you conspire when you cast the spell. So when it resolves, it's already tapped. So in, in a deck where you tap on a lot of your creatures, this is a good way to ramp up and then you can copy it and ramp and growth. Uh, skull clamp, deck makes a lot of one ones. Okay, price of progress, price of price of progress, price of progress is one of the win conditions, burn spells in the deck. Uh, one and a red for an instant. For an instant, price of progress deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that player controls. Okay, secret. That's one of the reasons why I'm running very few non-basics. It's because of price of progress, and uh, it's just a way to. You know, it's not the, it's not a slam dunk you can run into another mono deck, but Price of Progress usually can hit for a lot of damage, especially if you're casting it four or five times. And that's what, uh, you know. And that's what it does. Bloodbraid Elf, uh, just a cool card. Mine, this is a signed one by Steve Argyle. It's just, uh, it's just a way to cheat out some stuff. It casts the spells so you can still conspire them, and uh, I don't know. I like it. it's a I, it's, it's a deck where Bloodbraid Elf isn't bad. It isn't like terrible. It's actually kind of good, so I'm okay with it. Uh, Second Harvest. This is awesome. Uh, two in a red. I run this in my Super Friends deck, or I do use two. Green, green, two for an instant. Each token for each token you control for each token you control, put a token onto the battlefield. That's a copy of that permanent. It's really good to copy a couple times. Mana Geyser, just a way to make a lot of mana. Yeah, I'm repeating myself, but it's true. Like, you're running these cards. You're running these cards, and you're thinking, what can I do when they're doubled, right? And the fact is, all these cards are fine. And then when you double them, they're just twice as fine. Now, I'll say, without Wart... Um, without Wart, this deck is kind of rough. And Wart costs six. So I even think maybe I'm a little light on the rampant growth effects. I can maybe put in two or three more to make sure. Because Wart costs six. And if she's not out, you're just playing kind of a mediocre. You're playing an okay token deck. A decent token deck. But with no game plan. With no crater hoof. With no overrun effects. Maybe one overrun will be okay. Call in, write in, see if you if I should put an overrun. Fall the Titans. Okay, here's another one of the win conditions. Um, it's XX and red for an instant, but it has surge for X and red, which of course means that if you've cast another spell that turn, you can cast it for this cost, um, which is fine. And of course, fall the Titans deals X damage to each of up to two target creatures and her planeswalkers. This is uh, Chandra killing. Uh, is it Ulamog and Kozilek? This is just a way to nuke people. Take out two opponents, you know. We got, uh, uh, okay, this is Securitas Root. But it's going to be Migrant Path for the new set, the one that has cycling. Uh, as soon as the cards actually come out. Although, I may have to count up my mana stuff. Because if that's the case, I might, uh, I might keep it and then take something else out for Migrant Path. Because... 
I said my commander costs six. Skyshaw claim. The reason I am running Stomping Ground, Taiga, and Cinderlight is Skyshaw claim. It's just too good. Artifact, uh, artifact mutation, just a great, you know, artifact removal spell that also gives you tokens. Magist of the Moon, the other payoff for the basic lands. Um, I'm not running Blood Moon because uh, it's not a creature. This is a creature, so I can justify it saying, yeah, I'm running a Blood Moon effect, but I can also tap it to conspire a Mana Geyser. Okay, that doesn't make it better, but Perforos, God of the Forge. God, I hate myself. I really hate myself. What have I become? My so Perforos. Jaya's Emoliating Inferno. This is the other kind of bigger big uh this is this is the spell to end the game, of course. Red Red X. Jaya's Inferno deals X damage to up to three target players. It's a legendary, so you have to have a legendary creature out. You're gonna to want to do well, you're gonna to want to do that with Wart anyway, right? So this is a big way. Big way to end the game. Make a lot of mana, cast Jaya's Emulating Inferno, copy it. Copy it five or six times. Luckily, just because it's legendary doesn't mean you can't have two of them on the stack, which is originally what I thought maybe legendary would mean. It's possible that I need um, do I need mana doublers? Do I need to put like mana flare in here? No, maybe not mana flare, but keeper progenitus, rights of flourishing. I mean, I hate I hate those symmetrical effects, but um, I'm not gonna run Zendikar Resurgence. Too expensive. Maybe because I have those X spells, I need to be able to make a little more mana. Maybe a maybe a doubling cube. Doubling cube wouldn't be bad. Stomping ground. Return of the Wild Speaker. That's the closest I have to an overrun, but it's really there just to draw cards. Katama's Reach. Arasta of the Endless Web. This is from Theros. New Theros. Two green green. For a 3-5 spider with reach, it's a legend. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery, create a 1-2 green spider creature token with reach. It's a spider just like the broodmate spider was, right? And this is a little more limited, but it creates 1-2s instead of 1-1s. One and uh, Yeah, it's exactly what this deck wants to do. Cast instant and sorceries and have tokens. Speaking of which, young pyromancer. High Sage. Shelter Thicket. Chaos Warp. Let's see. <laughs> Throne of the God Pharaoh. I run this deck in one other. I run this deck. I run this deck in one other card. And that is my Locust God card. It's a very good mana card. Throne of the God Pharaoh, of course, the two mana legendary artifact. Uh, oh, God, I hate that it's legendary. I would have tried it in standard. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control. So, this is just another way to win the game. This deck, I probably talked about this with Locust Scott, but this card wins real fast. If you, if it ever occurs to you that you may want that effect, then you do. I'm promising you it's really good. It does draw hate, but it's really good. <laughs> Apex of Power. Um, I've never cast Apex of Power. I probably never will cast Apex of Power, but let me dream. Red, 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 and seven for a sorcery. That's right, 10 mana. 
Exile the top seven cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards exiled that exiled from that way. If this spell was cast from your hand, add ten mana if any one color. So you cast it. Yeah, you only get the ten mana. Because uh, if the spell was cast from your hand, the copy's not cast from your hand. But still. Like, dare to dream, right? And you cast them so you can conspire them. Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I think you do it. Uh, cultivate. I think I mentioned that early on. We've just not seen it. Command Tower. Hole Breach. Just uh, a great card you don't see enough of. I guess because it's a sorcery, but... It blows up two things for two mana. And then... Uh, little Krenko's Command for the finale. Boring. So uh, I've only played this deck, like I said, a handful of times, but it's really cool, man. It's uh, it's not what I, I never thought I would build this deck. I knew of the card, but I never thought, but then on Commander Versus, they did it. Justin Parnell built one for Stephen Green as a uh, present for their Christmas episode. And it was great. It was so stupid. I don't know, I mean... I'm sure I could amp this up a little bit. I'm sure I could cheese this out with a few more combos and stuff, but uh, the one infinite combo is enough, I think. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool, cool, cool. It is a uh, a fun deck that wins with tokens in a very different way. And I've never played a burn deck before, and everyone kind of knows that's how it's going to win. But if you've never seen War before and you read it, it's not necessarily right there in the face that you create a burn deck. Maybe it is, and I'm just dumb. So, uh, how many are there? This is exciting. Um, there's only nine. There's only nine um, ram spells, so I think I could go up by two or three. Maybe I should. What's this card? Oh, that's the Krakos command I threw away at the end. Um, like a fucking Letterman. Uh... Yeah, I think uh, I think I could at least leave in and leave in the securitist route and put in that new one, the migration path. Then what else do you add, though? Do you add a traverse the outlands? Five man is so much. Maybe traverse the outlands, though, huh? Is that better than a mana? I mean, it's not better than a mana flare, but is it better than a mana flare? I don't know. Write in chaggyptie at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I guess I feel like I have more because I always hit them. I think nine's too few. Here I am talking like a fucking green player. You hear that? Nine hardcore, nine, nine flat out ramp spells. Not to mention there's many other ways in here that they give you mana advantage. These are just the ramp spells. Nine of them is not enough for me. Kind of want to have, let's see, what's the, I want to have at least one in every seven, right? What are my chances of always having one in my opening hand? 
divided by seven is uh, let's call it well no I want it my open hand. So let's call it ninety-three by seven. Let's see that means I have to have that's that's saying like I need one every thirteen cards. That's rough. I don't think I can get to thirteen, but I can get closer. I can maybe do eleven, split the difference. Um, put in Migration's Path and uh, the Dinosaur one? Nah, the Dinosaur one. I'll have to look at the Dinosaur one. And then maybe traverse the Outlands. No one where you sacrifice a creature? Shit. Yeah, there's the one where you sacrifice a creature, right? I need that because I inspire upon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I need to go write those down. So that's my warp deck. Wasn't very exciting tonight, I know. Um, wasn't very exciting tonight, I know. But, uh, you know, that's what I got. Um, but uh, I, this is a deck I actually encourage you to try. Even if you just have to sleeve it up on Cockatrice or something, I encourage you to try. It's fun. But it's very green. Boy, I hate green. It's not my least favorite color in Commander, but I still hate it. Anyway, um, this has been Chad Gets High and Talks About Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I got pretty high on uh, on Great Pie. <laughs> high on Great Pie. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not like too gone. I'll have time to finish watching. I'm watching this uh, Tarkovsky Stalker. It's a Soviet uh, science fiction from 1979. It is fucking amazing. It is. I've seen a couple of other Tarkovsky films like Solaris and Andrei Rublev and they're great. But Stalker is a whole other level for me. Holy cow. I'm lying in bed like watching it on the iPad. Yes, I'm having to watch it on the iPad which sucks. But you know, quarantine life in my six-year-old comes in and is watching it with me for 10 minutes. And I, it was only for 10 minutes where I was like, this may not be appropriate for her. But it's a, it's a, it's a great film. Great, bleak, gorgeous. Sound design's amazing. Oh, so good, so good. Anyway, I hope everybody had a good May the 4th in retrospect. Live long and prosper. And... um Hopefully next time I talk to you, I'll be, I'll have a friend with me. And also next time I talk to you, I'll know if the ending of Clone Wars was awesome, which I'm assuming it was. Stay safe. Don't be like those idiots on the beach or the tanning salons. The, uh, I don't get it. They couldn't wait another week. Two weeks. They had to do it right now. Fuck Americans, man. Jesus Christ. I know it's a small minority of people, but Jesus Christ. This town needs an enema. Anyway. Um, what happened? Um, Chad, I got high and talked to you about my Ward the Raid Mother Dick.
I think that's where I was at. No Christian Slater chat tonight. Although, do you remember Cuffs with Christian Slater and uh, Mila Jovovich? I think I saw it at the exact right age because the only thing I remember about it is it had Christian Slater and Mia Jovovich spends a good time of it in her uh, little white underwear. Like a t-shirt and white underwear. I remember that. So I must have been the exact right age for that film. Cuffs with a K. <laughs> what was that movie? Early 90s? Early 90s or late 80s even. Cuffs. Um, was, uh, that was bad. Like I said, I don't. That's all I remember, man. Mila Jovovich in underwear, which is not a bad thing. Ninety-two. Cuffs was ninety-two, which is not a bad thing, but it's still. Like I said it must have hit at the exact right age. But there's your Christian Slater movie. Maybe that'll be a new feature. Every night I'll talk about it. I'll talk about some something about Christian Slater. I mean, he did star one of my favorite movies of all time. You can probably guess which one. But uh, maybe when I run out of Commander decks to talk about, I will transition this into a Christian Slater podcast. Where me and a guest view and dissect the works of Christian John Slater. I have no idea if that's his real middle name. I just made that up. I met his mom once. Anyway, um, so maybe it becomes a Christian Slater podcast. And, uh, and you know, we can talk about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, in, in the name of the Rose. And, of course, Young Guns 2. That's how we got here in public volume. But, uh, what do we call it? Happy Harry's Podcast? Um, what do we call Christian Slater Podcast? I don't know. I don't have a diagram. But, uh, Pod Romance? No. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that'll be next. We'll finish up with the Magic Decks. And then next week. Right? And the next week I'll be like, this week, Mobsters. Yeah. We'll just do that. It's the worst Christian Slater movie. Write me and tell me. I don't think I'm getting any fucking email. Anyway, uh, good. Antithesis Audio.